Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Special guest joining the program now, Michael McQuaid, co-creator of Broncos Europe, a interesting social media presence and website that you can check out for Broncos fans, well, across on the other side of the whole globe. Michael, thanks for staying up late. I know you're like a billion hours ahead. Look, I don't do time zones, uh, but I know it's super late at night. Thank you for joining us. Man, when you become a Broncos fan, you're your your body clock in terms of time difference just resets it's crazy (laughs) i'm i'm not look i'm i'm very happy to be on and and obviously i'm sure broncos europe in general would would echo that thanks very much for letting us on so uh, now if i remember so first of all you're in ireland uh and you're one of the co-creators um so you've got to stay up late for games you're doing the social media uh, all that jazz um let's talk about first the fan base of broncos fans in europe um how how did this come about this this group that you started to put together because it really has exploded in popularity i will be completely honest became obvious after Super Bowl 50. Now, I, I, I've been a fan for around 10 or 11 years, okay? So I'm not going to... I've obviously invested a lot of time in the team in that period, but we have members that have been fans for upwards of 30 years. But in terms of the Super Bowl victory in 2015, we seen then that there was an explosion of fans across Europe. And yes, you could argue, oh, they're just glory hunters we found that there was a lot of people that were sitting there from the 80s, the late 90s, that had just found a place to speak online. And it became evident after creating the group that we ended up getting about 700 people into a Facebook group in two months from Germany, Bulgaria, Spain, the UK, Ireland, Finland, Sweden, Norway. And the vast majority of these people were you know, guys that have been fans since, since the early 90s. And they just... They, they love it and it's a place for them to, you know, obviously just talk Broncos and it's something that they didn't have whenever they were growing up and watching maybe Elway or, or you know, I guess other guys pre-2010 period. So it, it, it is, it, it's a great thing. We've been very, very lucky over the last few years to expand in the markets and we do meetups across Europe. So it's been, it's been fantastic to be honest with you. That's terrific. Look, we always talk about brand loyalty of the Denver Broncos and how it is so strong here, obviously, in Colorado and really in the Rocky Mountain region. But, boy, this is just uh, really something to see it grow on an international level as Michael McQuaid joins us on the hotline via Skype. He stayed up late just to jump on the radio show, and we appreciate you, Michael. You can follow on Twitter, Broncos Euro, or I guess you should say Broncos Euro. E-U-R, and also Michael's Twitter, 
Denver, Europe. Um, obviously, you know, the, the big topic uh, most recently is unfortunately the cancellation of London games, uh, games internationally, uh, COVID-19 having a big reasoning for this and uh, maybe the correct move but obviously I assume that there are a lot of fans particularly Bronco fans as there were a lot of Bronco rumors um, that uh, basically said hey Denver was probably going to play a game against the Atlanta Falcons in London Um, how disappointed is this fan base to to see this cancellation I, I actually think it would be fair to say they are disappointed because I mean that Falcons game in terms of that Broncos young offense and that Falcons team is coming back up again for a London game is probably the most premier game in the last few years in London, potentially what they were going to have. They are very disappointed, I'm not going to lie. Um, but at the same time, there there's a complete element of understanding. At the end of the day, what's going on at the minute across the world mm-hmm. and not just in the UK or Ireland is unheard of. And I personally think, now Ronnie, that things that maybe haven't been spoken about that much on the air. For example, the situation in the UK at the minute with the Premier League soccer, there's no way that the season is going to start with with, with fans in the crowd in August. Mm-hmm. No chance. So it was evident at that point that Tottenham were obviously going to pull the plug. And I think usually now the, the announcement for these games comes in February. But we had a lot of traction between November and February this year. This game's happening, this game's happening, they're going, oh my god, this is going to be unbelievable. And then suddenly, it just started to go downhill in that sense. I'll say this, I am slightly disappointed, but at the same time, it's understandable for health reasons. It's obviously great to see a team with the Broncos, Pat Bowling obviously wanted to expand the team, and it's so and he was so passionate about expanding the team internationally. And Joe Ellis was basically begging for a game last year, mm-hmm. which is great to see as a fan. I'm not, I'm not lying. I love that. Um, it's completely understandable, but I'm very much of the opinion that, and maybe it, I'm not sure if it's the opinion in the US, Ronnie, but you know, four games in in, in London. I mean, maybe it's an Irish thing. Maybe I'm jealous, but that almost seems like too much. Um, I said today on Twitter that whenever the game was cancelled, you know, a game in London or overseas is a privilege and it shouldn't be an expectation. And I think I'm sure there will be I'm sure there will be a game in the future. And I think it I think all signs will point towards a game against the Browns in twenty twenty one or potentially against Jacksonville in twenty twenty two, but as an away team. And I think if anything, while there's disappointment today, I think fans will even appreciate uh, the prospect of Drew Locke and Elway and all coming over in the future. Yeah, we'll we'll get all the kinks figured out, and then we'll go over to London and, ch- <laughs> and play on offense. How about that? Uh, you know, I, I do want to ask you, though, in general, you know, the NFL, of course, they're interested in playing a lot of international games. I mean, could you realistically see a franchise overseas in London playing there on a home basis? I mean, would that kind of buzz popularity be there? I Obviously, the Jacksonville Jaguars have very much been kind of in that same rumor mill. I don't know if it's really going to happen. Do you actually realistically could see something like that happening? I think I have to be very careful with my answer because obviously where I'm from and, and the, I guess the fans that we represent in that sense, I'll, I'll say this. If... If a team from New York, like let's say the Jets, moved into Denver next week, do you think many Broncos fans would start supporting them? The the immediate answer would be no. 
Yeah, I, I'm asking that question because, yes, it's great to see uh, both Wembley and Tottenham fill up here every year, but the reality is the vast majority of those people in the stadiums already have a team. And I'm going to be very, very honest with you. You're talking, it's going to be the Patriots, the Giants, the Cowboys, and then once you get under that level, there are teams like the Broncos, the Panthers, and the Seahawks, for example, and and the I'll, I'll not lie, the Raiders have a massive following in the UK itself. Mm. So I, I actually think personally, if the Jaguars, for example, moved over to London, um, I would be concerned because I think short term it would be great. Don't get me wrong; like the chance of a Broncos game in London every few years, and with a, with, with a Broncos game in Vegas. I mean, I'd be leaving the country every couple of weeks to go to a game. You know, it'd be, it'd be unreal. But <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, though, I think personally that this now this this seventeenth game is far better. Now, don't get me wrong. There's probably people listening to this going, "You guys don't deserve any football." I completely agree with that. But obviously, Goodell's stance is to um, expand the NFL. I personally think, Ronnie, that the game should be expanded across the world. There are literally upwards of ten to 15,000 Broncos fans in Germany, and I'm not even lying when I'm saying that. Now, that's one team. They would sell out an NFL game in the in the Olympia Stadium in Berlin, 85,000 people, quicker than they would sell out a game in Wembley. So, it confuses me a little as to this whole talk about the Jaguars. Do I think it'll happen? Um, honestly, I, I think it will. I think the Jaguars are done in Jacksonville. There's been a lot of talk about the stadium leases up in 2030, but Sadiq Khan can buy it out before 2025 or so. And then he tried to buy Wembley Stadium in London from the Football Association last year and wasn't allowed to. Now, going into your previous question on COVID-19, there's talk today that the Football Association in London are willing to go back to Sadiq Khan, obviously the owner of the Jaguars, with an offer to buy Wembley Stadium. If he has Wembley Stadium, let's be honest, he probably moves the Jaguars over. Will I support Jacksonville? No. But I went to the, I, I was at the Jacksonville and Houston game there in November. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, it'd be interesting stuff to, to see the idea of, uh, look, I think a short-term spike uh, as far as popularity, just because it's this new thing. But obviously, look, if you're a business of, of any stature, whether you're um, you know, a, a large major or a local mom and pop, you're looking at short-term and long-term as well, too. And so certainly, obviously, uh, it would be something new, though, that would be definitely interesting. We're speaking with Michael McQuaid, of course, with Broncos Europe. Now, uh, Broncos Europe, of course, with this large fan base, I assume that you've heard much feedback from your fan base about, of course, what's been going on, and that being the NFL draft. Uh, what did you think of the most recent NFL draft? Because you guys follow along, and you guys are on social media just like us, and obviously Denver, uh, I guess you could say it was the draft around Drew. Draft around Drew is the perfect way to describe this draft. I honestly, Ronnie, could not believe that Jerry Judy was sitting at 15 on real and I was really, really happy that they all like the the actual domino fell into place. There was a lot. Of, there was obviously a lot of talk that rugs might be available at fifteen before the draft for us. But watching tape on both rugs and Judy, I mean, Judy's a WR one at Alabama, so I wanted us to go get him. And from watching him, he's obviously got that big play potential. I think he averaged something around was it seventeen or seventeen? Yeah, he was a big play guy for catch. sure. Unreal and. Like to have him now with Courtland Sutton, and then I guess going into the next stage of the draft, I was 
honestly floored whenever see whenever we went for KJ Hamler. Uh, I thought that was incredible because it's like going into like uh, we we had somebody on yesterday and he was describing Elway getting the second wide receiver is going into a like a butcher's and seeing a prime steak and buying two instead of one. It was <laughs> it was unreal. Man. So, so KJ Hamler is your T bone steak then. I guess, yeah. I mean, if, look, if, if it works out, if we have to go like four verticals, man, McMadden, we will do it. I, th- I think it's interesting. I, I will say one thing about the draft, and I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for saying this. Um, I did think towards the end of the draft, it was obviously great to get guys like Lloyd Cushenberry, but I thought towards the end, we might have got some sort of maybe a backup or a potential replacement for guard bowls. If not in the draft, in free agency and that, it's, it's a bit weird because there was literally like that one piece of the jigsaw left and I think I'd be sitting here going like this is great this is actually great and we have a chance here because everybody in, in the UK and Europe has got the Broncos at huge money to even challenge for the West never mm. mind win the West they are a huge underdog over here in, in, in the betting markets which I think is crazy so I'm a bit confused as to why Elway didn't go for a young uh, guy in that sense, or e- even going for a free agent, but it seems as if they're going to trust in bowls. I know there's a there there is a competition there at the minute, but I guess we'll see what happens. But in terms of a draft, I think it was a solid B. Um, I think if they had got the, you know potentially a new, I guess cover for bowls in the future, it would have been great. But maybe that's something he's looking for next year. Well, look, I, I think you share the sentiment a lot with many fans that uh, call and text my show is the idea that, look, it almost was a picture-perfect offseason outside of the fact that the left tackle position is still number 72, and that makes you kind of, ooh, you know, it's, uh, it's very questionable, obviously, going into training camp. Speaking with Michael McQuaid, joining us, Broncos Europe. Now, you were in Ireland, correct? Uh, were you born and raised in Ireland? I was indeed, yes. How did your start for, I guess, the NFL in general? Like, like, was this just a sport all of a sudden that you picked up on and you just chose the Denver Broncos? That's a very, very good question. I think, you see, whenever um, I was younger, I was just massively into soccer. I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge Manchester United fan. Sure. And I went to college and in 2009. And in, the, um, in that February of that year, so in, t- in 2010, I sat down in my room at night and I watched the Saints against the Colts in the Super Bowl and to be honest it went from there and I was saying on TV earlier on that I sat down about a week later and I literally researched every team to think right I'm going to pick a team and I'm going to stick with them and you know obviously 10 years later it went like that I'll, I'll be honest from, from researching the Broncos and seeing that you know Pat Bowling obviously a legendary figure in the NFL but the fact that he actually cared about, you know, potentially not just the international growth of the NFL, but the fact that he wanted fans around the world to support his team, it swayed me. And then obviously, you know, watching and reliving that history with John Elway, I literally sat in, you know, in, in college for hours watching a uh, past tape of him as if I was living through the 90s again in that sense. And mm-hmm. it was just a perfect fit. And I've been lucky ever since that. I've been in Denver four times now. I'll not talk about my record when I'm in Denver, but um, I've, I've been over the last four years, and hopefully, touch wood, I'm going to try and get over now, um, maybe like week 17, if all falls well with work, um, because of the uh, London game not happening, but obviously, we'll see what happens with the crowds and stuff. 
Well, that's terrific. Michael McQuay joining us. Broncos Europe. You can follow him on Twitter. Broncos EUR. Of course, Denver Europe as well, too. Uh, Michael, we really appreciate your time. This is uh, something that I've wanted to do for a while, something so unique because uh, you essentially are um, a a fan who is extreme. Obviously, I mean, the way you speak, I mean, you're you're speaking like if you follow the team every single day and you live at Dove Valley, but you're, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away uh so it's really a testament to your dedication to the team and uh obviously your passion and uh we thank you so very much and 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 when you are in denver let me know and we'll go to some of the uh the better bars around town and uh treat you to a game all right man thanks very much and definitely the next time i'm in denver i will hit you guys up thanks man so again big thank you to michael McQuaid of broncos europe joining us interesting stuff Oh, what he had to say. The perspective from somebody who is, of course, living it overseas, over there in Ireland and, uh, of course, in Europe, uh, doing a lot of uh, different uh, traveling for those London games. And, look, unfortunately, Broncos will not be playing in London this year, but I assume that they're going to be a candidate to play in the future. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.